Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 9. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. Great to be here on a Thursday afternoon. I hope everybody enjoyed their Anzac Day celebrations this year. And from what I saw, both in the rugby league world and out in the wider community, both Australia and New Zealand were very respectful and paid their tributes to all the soldiers that have you know, given their lives or risked their lives for the wider public. And the rugby league world was no different. There was two games on Tuesday afternoon and throughout the whole weekend it was a really entertaining round of footy but special credit to the four teams that went out on the exact day and they definitely provided a spectacle in both games uh, the traditional game between the Roosters and the Dragons the Dragons and well, both sides really haven't been best in the best form to kickstart their 2023 seasons and of course Sam Walker was dropped and Joey Manu moved in the 5-8 for the Roosters and the Dragons were heavy underdogs heading into that game but both teams went out and played a Really enterprising brand of footy. Got some points on the board and they showed up and it was a Luke Keery field goal in the 73rd minute. That was the difference. The Roosters winning that one 27-26. In the second game, the Warriors, they were fantastic in the first half and they were out to make a statement against the Melbourne Storm who had, I believe, won the last seven games of that annual fixture. And, you know, they took an early lead. Unfortunately, they got some injuries throughout the, the game, and they ended their game with no players on the bench, but they fought hard, the Warriors. The Storm came over the top a little bit too strong for them and won that game 30-22. to But overall, a really good weekend, and a whole all of Round 8, all the jerseys that the NRL uh, teams had that, that paid tribute to, to this great tradition that's in Australia and New Zealand culture, um, you know, translate it into a really good round of football, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I... I I very much look forward to next year. It's on Thursday afternoon, I think, the fixtures next year. But uh, Anzac Day is something special every year. And in the rugby league world, I think that they pay tribute to it more than any other code. So, um, yeah, without a doubt, it was a great round of football. And round nine kickstarts tonight. And because of that, this week's going to be a shorter edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips. The longer form show will be back next week. But obviously, it's been a, a short and lead up to round nine. There's some big games, as I mentioned. Sharks and Cowboys going to kick the round off. We've got some footy to talk about, that's for sure. I mean, the Rabbitohs and Penrith had the game of the year last Thursday, and we haven't even had a chance to, you know, speak about that. I was going to originally mention uh, and, and name my Queensland Origin side this week. I'll push that back to next week, and I'll probably make a few changes to my New South Wales Blues side with the news that Regan Campbell-Gillard is going to miss the first two games of the Origin Series, at least this season. And speaking of which, heading into this week, there's a lot of injuries and suspensions throughout the NRL. There's a bit of a crisis. I mean, Nathan Cleary's in doubt to play. So is Tommy Turbo. Ezra Miam and Payne Huss are both suspended there for the for the Broncos. And the wider rugby league world throughout the course of this week have been talking about Jack Wyden's confirmation that he's going to be joining the South City Rabbitohs on a four-year deal starting in 2024. And there's been outrage from Canberra fans as you can imagine, uh, it's never good to see a player that's, uh, I guess, got such an enriching history in your organisation walk away and, and also walk away for less money. But we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to both the Rabbitohs and Raiders games. Um, and yeah, we'll see what the repercussions are going to be in terms of the Canberra Raiders season moving forward. But uh, we're going to get straight into round nine. As I mentioned, there's so much to talk about. We'll touch on that. It's going to be a shorter edition of the show today. Uh, but before we get to the round nine action, I just want to shout out Steve's NRL Footy Tips Facebook page. It is the best way to stay notified for the updates on the future of the show. The support that you guys are giving me throughout 2023 so far has been unreal. And throughout every year that I've been doing this podcast, you know, we're in the fourth year now, and I feel like 
Uh, it's in a better space and it's a healthier podcast than it's ever been. And that's because of you guys. Please follow the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast each and every week, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And yeah, let's gear up for a big round nine. Some teams are under pressure to get some points on the board or they face the possibility of losing touch um, of the top eight only two months into the competition. So let's start the action between the Cronulla Sharks and the North Queensland Cowboys on Thursday night. For those keeping track to my disastrous start to the season in terms of my footy tips, and I think it's been a tough start for everybody, I'm on 35 tips correct through eight weeks, which I don't even think that's four and a half out of eight uh, arounds, but I'm hoping to get back on the right track this week. I've got five out of eight in round eight, and I'm going to quickly recap the round before we get into this week's games. The Rabbitohs, 20-18 to 18 victors over Penrith, and it was, as I mentioned, probably the game of the season. The Rabbitohs just kept fighting and fighting. They had half their forward pack out, and they are boosted by a few returns this week, but they were heavy underdogs against Penrith last week, and you know, these two teams always have a tendency to have blockbuster games when they play each other the uh, past few years, but Penrith have had the wood over South Sydney since that 2021 grand final, and, um, you know, Penrith, to their credit, I tipped them, I thought that'd be too good for CS, but, um, you know, CS really showed up and, and showed what they were capable of last week, Latrell Mitchell was outstanding, and uh, the Rabbitohs got the win, so uh, I was zero from one, the Broncos were 26 to 16 winners over the Eels on Friday night at Darwin, and Again, the Eels take, take, keep taking games up there to Darwin and keep losing and get played off the park. They just seemed like they fatigued quickly and Brisbane uh, really made them pay. There was some hip drop controversy in those games. but uh, And, you know, because of that, the Broncos are going to be a little bit understaffed in terms of their star players this week, but they got the job done over the Eels on Friday night. Super Saturday had the Cronulla Sharks 33 over the Bulldogs 20. A bit of a dare affair. The Sharks scored plenty of points late, but... Like they have so many times in 2023 thus far, they let the Bulldogs back in the game. And, you know, against the good teams, I think Cronulla has to get that out of their game before they play some of these premiership heavyweights. Uh, but they were good enough to get the job done over the Bulldogs on Saturday night. The second Saturday game and the shortened Super Saturday had the Cowboys getting back to the winning circle finally with a big 18-16 win over the Newcastle Knights. It was Caleb Ponga's return for Newcastle and he played 50 minutes in that comeback and he got better as the game progressed. But uh, the Cowboys got a confidence-boosting win and Newcastle probably blew the game. They were in the lead at certain points and um, like always, they had a big go in this game and their effort can't be questioned so far in 2023, but some poor last tackle options, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, in my opinion, contributed to that loss. Sunday afternoon's games, we had the Dolphins equal the biggest comeback in rugby league history, scoring 28 unanswered points to beat the Gold Coast Titans 28-26. to And it was only half an hour into the game that the Titans were winning 26-0 um, and they were flying. I tipped them to win that game, and just like I tipped Newcastle the game before, um, and they probably should have won, but uh, they it just showed you how mentally weak that they are, the Titans, that they just could not finish the game, and defensively, they were all over the place in the second half. They had all the footy in the first half. They scored some great tries. Attack's not their problem. It's always been defense under Justin Holbrook, and um, you know, heading into his appointment back in, I think it was 2020 now, there's a lot of talk around his defensive structures and how he's a defense-first coach. Well, they are just in all sorts defensively at the moment, Titans, and um, really the Dolphins blew a couple tries. They could have scored a few more, so um, they were embarrassed, Gold Coast. We'll see how they respond this week. 
Manly were 22-16 winners over the West Tigers. I tipped Manly in this game. Tommy Turbo went off with a groin injury, but overall, Manly were very disappointing. I know that Schuster got hurt during that game as well, but the Tigers took it to Manly, but once again, it was the start of the game that cost the West Tigers uh, for the, what, the seventh game this season, all seven, they've conceded the first two tries, and they did it again. Manly got out to a big lead. The Tigers came back, but ultimately fell short at the end, and you know, it's not going to get any easier for the Tigers this week. They have Penrith. So Manly will take the win and move forward, but it was an ugly display on Sunday afternoon. And I mentioned to start the show the Anzac Day fixtures. The Roosters 27-26 to over the Dragons and the Storm 30-22 to of the Warriors. I tipped the Roosters and the Storm, so that gave me 5 out of 8 for round 8. And yeah, we'll see how round 9 goes. It all starts on Thursday night. It's 1.30 Thursday afternoon, so we're only six hours away from kickoff for this game. At 7.50, it's the Cronulla Sharks versus the North Queensland Cowboys to start round nine. As I mentioned, it's going to be a shorter edition of the show. I've got to fly through these eight games. It's not going to be as in-depth as it usually is, but uh, the Cowboys, they finally got a win to start getting some confidence back into the group uh, last week against the Newcastle Knights. It wasn't a pretty victory, but they got the job done. They uh, managed to capitalise on a few opportunities that the Newcastle defence presented them. I don't think they're playing still with a great deal of confidence, and Valentine Holmes really stood up and led by example in the back end of the last week. But overall, I feel like the halves need to do more. Tom Deed and Chad Townsend, they both seem a little bit like passengers out there at the moment. Townsend's kind of just kicking his way through games, and they're not really taking on the line and creating opportunities like they were doing last year. So I want to see them take the game by the scruff of the neck a little bit more. And overall, they need to find a way to score points more consistently. I don't think Drinkwater's been as heavily involved as he was in that dominant 2022 run. And overall, I want to see a little bit more cohesion from those spine members before I can confidently tip the Cowboys on a regular basis. So um, I feel like they're a little bit soft around the middle. McLean back. Uh, in the last few weeks has helped them a little bit. But, yeah, they're a long way away from that 2022 side at the moment, the Cowboys. And they'll take last week's win, but tonight's going to be a lot harder because they're versus a Cronulla Sharks side that uh, we know they, they're an exciting football team to watch when they're on, and we know how many points they can score in quick succession. They've been a better to- side since Nico Hines has been back on the field. But for mine, they seem to clock in and clock out of games, and they really let the Bulldogs back in the game last week and they've done it several times this year and it's a concerning trait for Craig Fitzgibbon because when you're versed in the Premier Premiership heavyweights like the Penrith Panthers or the South City Rabbitohs um, you're going to have to be at your best to win those games of footy and you can't keep clocking in and clocking out and I know that other sides are guilty of it as well but man the Sharks are just such a talented footy team on paper um, that yeah they're their mental toughness needs to be better than that if they're going to, um, you know, win games on the back of their defense. And they're a bit short in the forwards at the moment. There is no Dale Finucan still. And, um, you know, I believe if, uh, Hamlin Ueli, he's starting starting in that proposition. But uh, Toby Rudolph's out long term. So, yeah, I just, I'd like to see the continued improvement by Kralla, especially defensively. Because we even saw a few weeks ago in that Warriors game, the Sharks were winning 20-0 uh, and the Warriors came back and beat them. So, yeah, for mine, they need to get mentally tougher. Their defense needs to be a priority if I'm crazy. He's given this week for Cronulla. But Cronulla should have too much fire here for the Cowboys in this game. As I mentioned, they're scoring a lot of points a game. And, and Nico Hines on another level at the moment. I can't believe that the conversation is that Jerome Lua is still ahead of him in the pecking order for the New South Wales Blues. I think that six jersey should be Nico Hines. And I think that he has proven that last year wasn't 
um, you know, a fluke or anything. And I feel like he's going to be one of the Dalian favourites this year as well. So um, it's hard to go past, past Cronulla um, with their attacking flair at the moment. But as I mentioned, both of these sides uh, are works in progress. The Cowboys have a long way to go um, before I can confidently tip them, however. So I've got Cronulla in this game uh, by 10 points. But it is a danger game for Cronulla. If they underestimate the Cowboys or if they think this is going to be an easy win, uh, the Cowboys will be desperate. So... Yeah, Cronulla better not rest on their laurels, and unlike last week, they should go on with the job tonight, but we'll see if that's going to be the case. So, um, Will Kennedy, he was enormous last week. I expect him to be enormous and be the man in the match again tonight, but I've got the the Cronulla Sharks too strong. The Sharks by 10 for me tonight. Friday Night Football kicks off this week from 6pm up there at Combank Stadium when the Parramatta Eels host the Newcastle Knights, and for Parramatta... Last week was definitely a week to forget. They were heavily outplayed up there at Darwin. I know that the bounce of the ball went the Broncos' way, and you could argue they scored some, I guess, flukier tries off kicks and such, but really, Parramatta weren't in the contest, and they were fatigued quickly, and, uh, you know, the injury to Reed and Campbell Gillard really didn't help things, and I think it really compounds their issues that they're light on forwards. Um, they, you know, Sean Lane and Madison, they're getting back... A, to their best every week, and they're improving every week since they've returned from injury. But, um, you know, Wearson Gregg's going to be starting for Campbell Gillard this week. And you look at the bench, you got Cartwright, Dory, Makatoa. Um, I just feel like they're a little bit light um, in the front row in particular. So interesting that Hans has also been named on the bench for the Eels. I expect him and Josh Hodgson to change an hour before kickoff. Surely Brad Arthur can't be consistent on, you know, using Hodgson with a, in a larger role and capacity than Hans. I know Hodgson is the veteran. He's had a great career, but he's a step behind at the moment, and uh, the NRL's gone a little bit too quick for him. So I think the best way to utilize him and not to make the signing a complete and utter failure is to limit his role, but have him on in key times. Um, don't let him do a lot of the defense early in the game. Have him come on and try to make a little bit of an impact, but I just don't think he's a anywhere near an 80-minute hooker at the moment. I think that Brendan Hand has showed enough um, for Arthur to take a punt on him and see what he can do um, playing the majority of matches. Because at the moment, the Eels, I think their forward pack is letting them down. Uh, Dylan Brown and Moses have been fine this year, but uh, they need to do more. But they can't do more behind a well-beaten forward pack. So I think that's a big issue for Parramatta. And going up against the Newcastle Knights this week, Newcastle, I think what let them down last week was, uh, was game management. I feel like... Even though they've been really good this year overall, the likes of Jackson Hastings, Tyson Gamble, and Lachlan Miller, um, their game management wasn't great. Hastings had a few kicks, even though, as I mentioned, he's been really good this year, but he had a few kicks that uh, resulted in several tackle sets or just if he had touch at wrong periods of time, he couldn't get repeat sets. And, um, you know, it's not all on him. As I mentioned, Miller had a few errors. He's been enormous this year, but Gamble probably wasn't at his best. And I know Ponga came back on the side, but he's just got, you know... Um, just got running again and got some some game time under his legs. But, uh, yeah, I feel like they need to be better in that regard. And they'll compete hard, the, the Knights. They've been one of the surprise packages of the year. I think they've been outstanding. I think their forward pack's really done a good job. Um, Phoenix Cross is doing a good job at a hooker there as well for him. But, yeah, one thing that is lacking for them is game management. And I think as the season goes on, they'll get better with it, especially Ponga hopefully getting back to his best in the next few weeks. We'll see how he goes. He's starting... 5-8 this week after coming off the bench last week and Gamble's going back to the bench and I expect this week that'll stay the same and, and Ponga will play 80 minutes. But yeah, this this game on Friday night, it's a real toss of the coin for me. I'd like to see 
both sides uh, show a little bit more before I can confidently tip either one of them. I don't think either one of these sides are a finals tied in 2023. I think they'll both be around the 9th to 12 mark um, based on what we've seen so far. But there's more upside in Parramatta for me if they can um, get some movement out of dummy half by playing hands for longer minutes and, and some speed in the ruck there. Um, I think it will help them. In front of their home crowd, I think it's hard to tip against them. As I mentioned, I'm not sold on their forward pack, but I think Paulo's back in the side this week, back from suspension. I expect he's going to have a heavy involvement, and I'm going to go Parramatta to get back to the winning circle. Uh, Parramatta by 12 for me. I think Newcastle are definitely, definitely in this game, but yeah, for me, I just feel like um, they've finished the sets and, and how they you know, build uh, goal line pressure when they've got the footy in hands and, and, and make teams earn it defensively to stop them. I think it needs to be improved for Newcastle um, because I think that's one weakness they've got. And we know they can score points. They scored a, a lot there for a few weeks in a row. They scored, what, 34 to tie mainly a few weeks ago. But, um, yeah, for me, there's plenty of improvement in, in how Newcastle finished their sets. And they can get that right. I think they can beat Para, But it's hard to go against, comparably, Gufferson, Brian and Moses have all been there before. So if they can get the dummy half right, get some quick play of the balls and get their forwards on the front foot, I think uh, it could be a long night out for Newcastle. I've got Parramatta by 12 points. Huge game at Suncorp Stadium this week in the preparations for a magic round next week at 8pm on Friday night. It's the Brisbane Broncos versus the South City Rabbitohs. And I feel like the Brisbane Broncos have come back to the pack a little bit in the last few weeks. They're still winning footy games. Big wins against the Eels and Titans. But I don't think we've seen the best from... Brisbane for a while now, and the fact that they've still on top of the ladder with one win is a positive sign, but this week for me is going to be a tougher week than most for Brisbane. They've got no Corey Oates and Ezra Meehan, uh, but their big loss, Payne Huss in the front row, it's their three obstacles that are going to be hard to overcome when they're versing a South Sydney side that are fresh off a victory over the Premiers. Uh, they're looking battle-hardened. They've had the toughest run out of any team to start the year, South Sydney. And for mine, they're currently the form team in the competition. Their attack is firing at the moment. So it's going to be a big game up there at Suncorp. Madden, Jock Madden, that is, is the new half with Adam Reynolds. Uh, Jesse Arthur replaces Corey Oates, and Palacia replaces Big Payne Huss in the middle. But there's no doubt that they're going to miss Huss's input at the front. He's making 200 metres a game. The onus for me is on Flegler and Palacia to really step up because you look at the Rabbitohs side, they get to beat its total back this week, and this is the most complete Rabbitohs side we've seen all year. I mean, despite the fact that uh, they still have no key in Kalamatangi, who's out for another, I think, another month, uh, this is the closest side we've seen resembling. They're almost full strength again, and um, I think that's a warning sign for every club in the competition because, as I mentioned, they've had such a tough run. Their run gets... After round 10, they got the Storm next week in Suncorp at Magic Round. But uh, after that game, it becomes a lot more manageable for CSU to need to run. I know Origin's coming up, and that's going to be a tough period for them. But they've got three buys in the part in the last 11 rounds to end the regular season. I think that they could come at a perfect time for the Rabbitohs to, uh, to have the week off and get the... Uh, you know, manage their way through a tough Origin period and then come firing home at back end of the year. So... I think the Rabbitohs are firing at the moment. I think they're going to be hard to beat. And I think the Broncos, for them to win this game, they need Reese Walsh to play his best football, but they need the forward pack without their leader in Huss to really step up. And I think the onus goes on the veterans of Capewell and Carrigan to really lead the rest of this forward pack into battle. But uh, we saw what South Sydney did last week with a depleted forward pack. They just kept coming and coming at Penrith. And um, 
you know, Penrith were up for the game, but CF Sydney, they were down by eight with five minutes left, and they won the game of footy. They just, they wanted it last week. It's hard to keep that effort up for two weeks straight, but I feel like they're a grizzled footy team, CF. I feel like it's now or never, and they know that. And they'll boost it this week by the signing of Jack Wyden as well. And, um, you know, I know Raiders fans are disappointed, but for in CF Sydney's point of view, if they get him an 800 grand and he plays centre, they haven't really replaced Gagai or Reynolds um, over the last few years. And, Sure, they're going to have to let go some of the likes of, I guess, Liam Knight and Blake Taff will go to greener pastures for them, but they're a side that's right for a premiership at the moment. They're a side that's brimming with confidence at the moment. I think Demetrio's done a great job navigating a tough two months, and I think that they're specials this week, CS Sydney against the Broncos. CS can't underestimate Brisbane, and I hope it doesn't sound like I am, because as I mentioned, I think Brisbane are a really good football team. I think they're definitely finals bound this year. Um, but yeah, there's some massive outs this week, so they're going to have to be on song and play almost their best brand of football, Brisbane, if they're going to upset CS, and the best way to upset CS is to starve them of football, but to do that, this forward pack, you know, missing their leader and Haas, really have to get in CS Sydney's face early, and they can do that, they can find the lead and, and hang on, CS aren't necessarily the best side at coming back um, from being down for long periods of time, I know that they were down in that Penrith game, but they were winning majority of that game of football before Penrith came storming home, and then CS did a Penrith and, and got the job done late. But um, if you can starve CS for possession, that's how you beat them. I just don't know if uh, you know three of their star players down that they're in a good enough position to do that this week. So yeah, CS is special for me. I got CS Sydney winning this game by sixteen. I just think that at the moment uh, it's all going right for the Rabbitohs and and Brisbane. You know, they've won seven out of their first eight. I don't think they lose too much uh, with a loss to a, a quality side like South Sydney. And I think that they're still a really good football team and they'll still be there at the back end of the year. And for those that listen to the show regularly, you know what time of the week it is. It's my favourite time of the week. It's Super Saturday. And down from Wagga this week, Wagga Wagga, it is the Canberra Raiders versus the Dolphins. And it's been a week for Raiders fans. I tell you what, the confirmation that Jack Wyden's going to go to South Sydney for $300,000 less than what the Raiders offered him is a big blow for them, and we'll see how it affects them on the footy field. But uh, all this talk around the media this week about, you know, Wyden um, being worth more and and that and Ricky Stewart's suggestion that the NRL should look into the contract and, and try to block the contract for South Sydney, I think it's ridiculous. I mean... At the end of the day, Jack Wyden's a grown-ass man, and it's terrible for Raiders fans that he's leaving. I don't know why he's leaving to go to see us. Is there something wrong there at Canberra that he wanted to get out of? I know he's got a really good situation with Ricky, and I know Ricky would be um, heartbroken that Jack Wyden's decided to go. But at the end of the day, the Rabbitohs, and the NRL's already investigated, the Rabbitohs have done nothing wrong. Um, You know, their salary cap compliance and... You know, how? why would they knock down the opportunity to sign a player of the magnitude to Jack White and put him in the centres and try to get a premiership next year? So, um, you know, yeah, it's it's terrible for Raiders fans. I mean, I don't think it diminishes his look in the Raiders as a legend. I mean, you look at some of their best players ever, Ricky Stewart, Bradley Clyde, they both left the club and they're still regarded as legends. It's uh, I know the Raiders have backed Jack White through a lot of tough times in his life, but... Yeah, it's his last contract, and for whatever reason, Wyden wanted to leave the club. But did he want to leave the club to win a premiership? That's speculation. Um, did he want to leave the club because there's a falling out? We don't know. But I feel like Raiders fans are entitled to be upset. But if you look at everything that's happened on social media at the moment, um, he's 
getting racist comments. He's getting um, abusive messages. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a footballer. He's doing what he thinks is best for his career and probably for his family. And um, he's a grown-ass man, and he can make his own decisions. I think that while criticism and disappointment is valid, valid, I think that at the end of the day, the only man's decision that it was was Jack White's decision. I don't think the NRL can do anything about that, and I don't think Canberra should expect the NRL to step in and stop this contract. It's Jack Warren's decision, and he chose to go to the Rabbitohs. So um, that's enough on that controversy. Let's get to the game. And as I mentioned, the Raiders will see how this affects the rest of their season because, obviously, Warden's back in this week. Um, he's going to partner with Jamil Fogarty in the halves. And two weeks ago, they had the bye last week, but two weeks ago they were in a very uh, dour affair against the Dragons. It was not a good game of football. They ended up getting the job done via Hudson Young, um, 90 meter effort, but I think it's safe to say that they haven't played their best round of footy this year, the Raiders. And um, you know they've been better since they put Jared Croker back on the side. They're boosted this week by the return of Rapana and Sebastian Chris is still at fullback. But I hear that um, I hear that Savage Xavier Savage isn't too far away. He's in the 20 jersey this week, so he could be named this week. But yeah, there's a lot of improvement that's going to be needed for the Raiders to be a finals contender this year. Their opponents, the Dolphins, have just overachieved and overachieved. And they were down 26-0 last week. They had the greatest uh, comeback I've ever seen. And it was huge against the Titans. The Titans couldn't fire a shot in the second half after being completely dominant in the first half. And if you watch that game, you saw Wayne Bennett's frustration in the coach's box in the first half and hour of the game. But... Um, whatever he said at halftime, whatever he gave him at halftime obviously worked because they came out and they were a different team in the second half. And, um, you know, they played the Dolphins football that we've grown to see over the last two months, which is a side that's going to be hard to beat and always going to compete in every play that wasn't there in the 30 minutes. They came out and they had plenty of heart last week to, to compound them back into the game and end up winning that game of footy. So, um, yeah, they boosted this week as well, the Dolphins, by... The big ins of, of Kenny Bromwich coming back in. Um, they've almost got a complete forward pack again. There's still question marks around the hearts for me, Nicarima or Katoa, but they're doing a serviceable job and to the point when Anthony Milford's apparently healthy, but he'll be playing reserve grade this week. So good signs there for the Dolphins. Hammer's in great form. It's always a tough ask to go down to Canberra and beat the Canberra Raiders. And I expect uh, the Raiders to be fired up this week. I expect a big crowd and a hostile Crowd there at Canberra, and we'll see how Jack Wyden plays. I think that the best thing for him is just to get on the footy field and play some footy at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think that if I'm looking at the sides on paper, I've got more confidence in the Dolphins um, and what they're producing this year and the, the style of football they're playing. It's a toss-up game. The Raiders are going to be determined, no doubt, to uh, show their fans that, you know, while Wyden might not believe there's a premiership in this club, and he's never actually said that, um, you know, they're still a side that's going to be um, doing their best every week to remain competitive. But for me, the Dolphins under Wayne Bennett, they get up for games. And it was a big game, I think, round two when these two played early this season. And the Dolphins got the job done. I'm going to back them to get the job done again. I got the Dolphins by four points. I think this could be the game of the round, though, to start Super Saturday. All right, 5.30 Super Saturday from Four Points Park up there at Brookie. It's the Manly Seagulls versus the Gold Coast Titans. And... The Titans were just talking about the Dolphins. They blew a 26-0 lead. Uh, they were mentally weak, and their defense was exposed everywhere in that second half. They were on song in the first half, and um, they were looking unstoppable. But, yeah, it's it's safe to say they've still got a long way to go to be a competitive outfit for 80 minutes. And 
Something needs to change defensively. They need to be able to be confident enough to, to stop opposition close to their line, which they just aren't at the moment. And um, you look at the Titans and how they lined up this week, they've pretty much had an unchanged side. I can't believe that Brimson's still fullback and Foran and Boyd is still in the halves. Jaden Campbell's been one of the Titans' best players this year, and he's 14. There's no way that you're telling me that they're not a better footy side with Campbell at fullback, Brimson at 5'8", and 4 and a half. That should be the way they're doing. 4 and seems to be back to playing, you know, he's not, maybe not best being a footy, but he's fit again. Um, so Tanner Boyd, for me, just hasn't done enough, and he's exposed defensively often out there. I think you've got to get forward and, and Brimson in the half that they're going to be a chance this week. And, um, yeah, something needs to change from an attitude point of view because, yeah, their, their effort in defense simply isn't first-grade level, and... Um, you know, that second half, I'm a Titans fan. I'm embarrassed by what they dished up. They need to be better next uh, this week, no doubt about it. And they're versing a manly side that is vulnerable because Parker's out, Schuster's out, Tommy Turbo's in doubt. He has been named, so we'll see if he plays. But they're not playing a great brand of footy at the moment either. They, um, you know, it was a big win a few weeks ago against the Storm, but last week at the Tigers, it was it was hard to watch. They were nowhere near their best footy. I think that Johns and, and Cherry Evans might be the better option, option than Schuster and Cherry Evans, to be honest, because I think when Schuster has played his best footy in NRL, it's been in the second row position back in 2021. And I question whether he's a half. He hasn't been fit all year, but yeah, they've got issues, Manly. I mean, their forward pack has been good this year, but how much depth is there? Um, yeah, they're, they're a very hot off, cold footy team, and I think the Titans got a really good record there at Brookie. So this is another one that I think is a really hard game to tip. I'm leading the way of Manly just because defensively I haven't seen enough of the Gold Coast to, as I mentioned, to to make me think and make me believe that they can stop anything at the moment um, that comes at them because, yeah, they just... When things go wrong for, for Gold Coast, they go horribly wrong and they go horribly wrong quickly. So because of that, I've got Manly winning by six points. But I think this is a, uh, a high-scoring game of football and I feel like um, it's not going to be a good quality game of football. I think that both these teams uh, need to improve a lot if they're going to be playing finals footy in 2023. And the 7.35 game of Super Saturday this week, it's the Penrith Panthers versus the West Tigers. Uh, the Tigers still have had a win on the board this year. They're 0-7 now and face the possibility of going up to Magic Round with a 0-8 and record and versus the St. George of Dragons to hope they get their first win because, let's be honest, there's talks that um, Cleary might be rested for this game. There's talks that um, some other players might be rested, like Tuava. He's got a niggling injury there for Penrith. But, um, and even the fact that they've got Isaac uh, Isaac Targo out and they've still got some injuries there to Fisher-Harris and Liam Martin. But, Let's be honest, uh, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time in this game. Penrith are going to be winning the game, and um, I have no reason to believe that the Tigers are not going to concede the first two tries again. They've done it every game this year. Their starts have been abysmal. You're a first-grade player. How are you not ready at the start of an NRL game? I don't know what the mental problem is and what's the attitude problem for the Tigers, but they don't seem to get into their game of footy and their rhythm until about 20 to 25 minutes into a contest. And by that point, it's too late because the opposition has scored several tries. So whatever's going on there, it has to be fixed. They might be versing a more vulnerable Penrith side, but it's a Penrith side coming off a loss against the Rabbitohs. They wouldn't be happy with how that game ended last week, despite the fact that they it was a very high-quality game of football. Um, and I expect them to bounce back and, you know, even old tip Penrith's reserve... old tip Penrith's third-grade side against the West Tigers at the moment. Um... One positive, I guess, if you're a Tigers fan, Dream Puller 
uh, had his debut, and um, you know I was talking about how he's a basketball prodigy last week. He uh, he had a good debut, but yeah, for me, how can he tip the Tigers with any confidence until they prove something, show something? Um, Abby Corus, yeah, starting to play a decent brand of football, but yeah, it's not going to be enough to beat a premiership uh, winning side that you know even without Cleary, they just have a next man up mentality, and um, you know with the form that Dylan Edwards is in at the moment, and. Isaiah Yo being that link man between whoever's in the halves, they just have way too many points in for the Tigers to stop. And, and you know, the Tigers at the moment, it's just a shambles of the club. And we'll see uh, how long it's going to be before they get the, their first win of the year. But it's not going to be this year. I've got uh, this week, I've got the Panthers being way too good. The Panthers by 22 against the West Tigers. Last two games of the round take place on Sunday. And at 2 p.m., the action kicks off from Mount Smart Stadium over there in New Zealand. It's New Zealand Warriors versus the Sydney Roosters. And. The Warriors, they were brave last week, despite the fact that they had so many injuries and they ended the game with nobody on their bench. This week, they're without Nickel Klodstad, Tavanga, Tohu Harris, um, and maybe more. I mean, Dylan Walker's been named, but will he play? I think he might be in a little bit of doubt there. The Roosters, on the other hand, it was a brave win against the St. George Dragons, but it's a win that they should have got. They end up getting. They didn't do it easily, and, um, you know... I think the best thing for the Roosters coming out of last week is that they had successful returns by the likes of Angus Crichton, Satili Tupanua, some of their big guns getting footy in their legs like Matt Lodge and, um, you know, Brennan Smith starting to improve a little bit, um, starting a little bit more fit and looking a bit more agile there at a dummy half. So, yeah, I think that this game on paper would be a blockbuster, but the Warriors have been decimated by injury, so it's hard to, to look their way. They're going to be up for it in New Zealand, and their effort can't be questioned this year. Andrew Webster's made them a uh, a mentally tough footy side, and we definitely haven't seen the best out of the Roosters this year. And Is Manu and Kiri the long-term option there in halves? I still don't know the answer, and I watched last week's game. So, I mean, Sam Walker's going to be knocking down the door to get back in the first grade, but they just need to find something that works at the moment, the Roosters, and... Some of their defensive efforts against St. George weren't good enough. I know Suli really targeted Suwali, and that's one of the reasons I wouldn't have Suwali in a New South Wales origin jersey this year. I just feel like he's a liability defensively. And I um, mean, you look at the the outside backs this week from they got Allen, Paulo, Momoroski, Suwali. I think there's a target there for the Warriors on both sides of the field to really expose um, and score some footy. But yeah, for mine, the Roosters are a side that is gaining confidence slowly. The more they get their veterans back on the park, they'll be more confident. And Joey Marnie running from 5'8 can be a, a really good thing. But is it a long-term option? I'm not sure. So two clubs on a bit of a crossroads at the moment. The Warriors, um, we know they've got some really good footy in them. If they're full strength, I probably would be tipping them. But the Roosters, for mine, they, uh, they have a lot of improvement, but they're slowly getting there. And I feel like if they can... Uh, continue to improve when we get to the back end of the season and they can get through Origin successfully. Um, you know, we're going to see them full strength and, and tearing doors down. But I do have to say that I think Sam Walker belongs in first grade. And uh, I think these are too talented to leave out of the first grade sides for so lots too long. Um, and I know that's crazy to say considering the fact that they won without him on Tuesday. But despite the fact that they won that game, I don't think we saw anywhere near the best of the Roosters on Tuesday afternoon. And... Um, the Dragons had a go, but let's be honest, the scoreline probably flattered St. George at the end. So I've got the Roosters by four points. I think they're a little bit down in confidence at the moment, but and the Warriors will fight hard. But yeah, the injuries are the reason that I've got to go to the Roosters. I feel like they've got a healthier squad at the moment. And yeah, near the back end of the game, I feel like their forwards might just wear the big Warriors forwards down. And I think that 
Uh, for the Warriors to win this game, we, you need to get the best out of Bunty Afoe and out of Fanua Blake. They need to play big minutes. Fanua Blake was probably one of the best players on the field last week against the Storm. He needs another similar performance if the Warriors are going to spring the upset against the Roosters on Tuesday afternoon. But the Roosters by four for me uh, to start Sunday afternoon footy. It might be a bit unfair to say, but if you're going to skip one game of the week, it might as well be the last game of the round. Wynn Stadium, down here in Wollongong, Sunday afternoon, 4.05. Love a bit of Sunday footy, but it's the Dragons versus the Bulldogs. And the Dragons were a lot better on Tuesday afternoon against the Roosters, and they usually get up for these Anzac Day games. They usually have their best foot forward, but unfortunately for them, they couldn't get the two points. Um, they do play back here at Wynn Stadium, which, let's be honest, it should be their home ground more often because they've won their last six year. Their side that uh, last the Tuesday loss could really hurt them. They got a short turnaround, no doubt about it, against the Bulldogs. Only five days, which they could have that fatigue coming to their game. But um, yeah, positive signs last week. I think their forward pack's getting a lot better. Jack Bird had a great game last week. So did uh, Michael Molo was pretty good, and Blake Laurie uh, made a lot of meters as well for him. But yeah, they were in the game. They were obviously air class. Um, near the back end there and they couldn't score points from Martin was in the sin bin but there was improvement there for St. George and their opponents this week haven't improved they've actually gone backwards over the past month of footy and that's because of all their injury problems it's the Bulldogs and um, there's rumours that the the young uh, Alapu could debut Carl Alapu into the halves this week but it's currently Josh Reynolds and Matt Burden because Carl Flanagan's been dropped to a reserve grade uh, they're a side that's down on troops at the moment the Bulldogs and they lost 33 to 20 against the Sharks, but the scoreline probably flattered them. The Sharks weren't great, and the Bulldogs scored a couple of consolation tries there. But for mine, I look at this Bulldogs side. I don't know when their next win is going to be. I think that they are a side that's down on confidence, and you know Matt Burden and Reed Marnie are doing all they can for the club, but they just don't have the troops at the moment. And the Dragons do. The Bulldogs have a decent record down there at Wynn Stadium, but the Dragons won six in a row there. Um, including a big win over South Sydney last year. I think the last time they lost at Wynn Stadium was to Cronulla near the start of last season. Uh, so for mine, I've got the, the Dragons getting the job done and, you know, the Dragons were my wooden spoons pick. I don't see these two sides winning too many games for the rest of the year still, to be honest. But, uh, you know, credit to the Dragons last week. They they were better than I expected they would be and they were really in that game up to their eyeballs like they usually are on Anzac Day. But... I guess the challenge for them is to do it consistently and, um, you know, there's still some defensive issues that they need to fix there at St. George as well. But I've got the Dragons by six points. This is another toss-of-the-coin game, but surely with the Bulldogs' troops out uh, and the Dragons close to full strength that they can get their third win of the season at Wynn Stadium on Sunday afternoon. All right, so those are my tips for Round 9 of the NRL's Telstra Premiership. Just a recap this week. I've got the Sharks being too strong for the Cowboys tonight. Tomorrow night, I've got the Eels bouncing back against Newcastle Knights and South Sydney continuing their recent form against the Brisbane Broncos in a big win there at Suncorp Stadium. Super Saturday, I've got the Canberra Raiders uh, fighting valiantly, but the Dolphins continuing their good run of form and, and getting the job done. And I've got the Manly Seagulls beating the Titans in a close one, 7.35, despite the fact that Penrith could be without a few of their stars there. I've got them being too strong for the winless West Tigers. And on Sunday afternoon footy, the Roosters beating a luckless and injury-ravaged New Zealand Warriors side and the Dragons getting back to the winner's circle with a big win over the uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs. So that is Steve's NRL footy tips for round nine. As I said, it's a bit of a shorter edition this week. I hope you enjoy your footy this weekend. 
I hope everybody's recovered from a big Anzac Day, and I'll see you next time on Steve's and our all footy tips.